Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy. Uh, we continue with First John, and again, thank you, Kenny, for uh, uh, leading us last week and talking about faith. And as we move to Second John, that's only one chapter. There are a couple things I just wanted to finish up from First John. First John five thirteen through fifteen. John writes, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal. Life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. If we ask anything, whatever we ask, then God is going to hear us, that he listens to us because we are asking in accordance to his will. That takes me back to a familiar passage, one of my favorite verses, something that you probably grow tired of, but we read it over and over. Psalm 37, this is 37, 3 through 6. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is when we ask anything of God. If we ask whatever of Jesus, he hears us because we have committed our way to the Lord. We trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous shine, your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Jesus will do this. Be still before the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. So in 1 John 5, verse 15, when it says, ask, and it will be given to you when it says, when we want anything or ask whatever that God hears us, we need to wait patiently for Jesus to bring everything to us as he sees fit. Because we have committed our way to him and we long after the things of Jesus. First John 5.16, it says, If you see a brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. Very interesting, but we find in Mark 9, 21, Jesus said to his disciples that were unable to perform a miracle, and they asked Jesus, why could we not do that? Why is that not something that was able to be accomplished? Jesus said, this kind can only come forth by nothing else. This is from the King James Version. Nothing else but by prayer and fasting. If you are seeking a miracle, if you're wanting to do something, if you are just asking for God to do something, we say anything. We go back to First John and say, whatever we ask, God hears us. We're asking God to do something. He's saying some things can only be accomplished through prayer and fasting. Is it so heavy on our heart that we might pray and fast for God to perform a miracle instead of us just trying to speak it into existence? Instead of us just wanting something to happen, would we pray and fast for God to do something, a miracle that only he can do? 
We continue in 1 John 5, 18 through 19. We find these words. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. <clears throat> Excuse me. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Well, that doesn't give us great joy or hope knowing that the whole world uh is under the control of the evil one until we read first john we go back a chapter first john 4 4 where john says you dear children are from god and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world the one that abides and loves and we allow to rest in us is greater than the one that's in the world this is our hope this is the joy the peace that we have is that Though Satan seemingly has dominion over the world, he does not have dominion over us. He does not need to rule over us. We can profess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then we are given victory. So that is no longer true for us. So now we look at 2 John, 2 John 1 through 2. This is verses 1 through 2, because 2 John is only one chapter. And it begins with, to uh, the elder, to the lady chosen by God and to her children. The elder, what does that mean? Well, the elder means John, the apostle. If you recall with me, Peter, how he started 1 Peter, he said, Peter, an apostle, I come with great authority. And then 2 Peter, he says, Peter, the servant, and yeah, the apostle. But I come to serve. This is John giving some authority, saying the elder. To the lady chosen, this is not a literal lady. It could have been, perhaps, but it is more to the church, the bride of Christ. To the lady chosen by God and to her children, those that attend the congregants, those who profess to be saved, to be in Christ, those that just desire to know the hope that Jesus can give, the freedom that he has for us, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. This takes us to Hebrews 13. Remember you leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we go back. Let me go back to first, uh, Second John 1 and 2. The elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all who know the truth. All who know the truth. All because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever. The truth of Jesus, who is the same today, yesterday, and forever. This is Jesus that loves us so much. This is Jesus that we read in John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the truth that John is again speaking of. This is John again in his second letter. He is saying Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is Jesus, the one that said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We move on to 2 John 3, 3 through 6. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father. And from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. 
as some of us eagerly anticipated or some of us uh, did not want a snowstorm to happen yesterday. Uh, frankly, I was one of those that am glad that we do not have several inches of snow. This is for us that uh, during this Advent season that just long to be together, whether it's a Christmas Eve service, whether it's just meeting together to see the love of Christ extended through the eyes and heart and hands of those that we call family, the family of God. God is saying to us, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love even as we watch or listen. Second John, verse 4, It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. As we look at different people, different uh, places. It is great joy that John is saying those within your congregation that are living what the Father commanded us. The Father commanded us to love. Verse 5, and now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. This is not a new command, that we love one another. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love, that we would obey Jesus. How do you obey Jesus? That you walk in love. So if somebody disagrees with you, if somebody is sitting, the Bible is strong to say those that are mature, restore such a one gently. Come alongside them, not to hammer them and say, you have been ignorant, you are sinning, you are wrong. But to come alongside and say that we love you with the love of Jesus, the love that convicts and repairs and restores and blesses. We love in such a way that God can bring to pass. God can make happen. God, sometimes I sound like a pastor reciting cliches, and I just want us to know the truth of what God is saying to us, that God wants us to live in such a way that people can know that they are, that they are forgiven. We find in John 15, yes, the same John writing, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. This is what Jesus is saying from uh, um, John is saying, Jesus is saying through John in 2 John 3, 6, that we walk in obedience, the obedience to walk in love, that command that we would understand that greater love has no one than this to lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus is saying, you are my friends if or as, it's saying, as you do what I command, as we live what Jesus has told us to live, as we accomplish what Jesus has called, called us to accomplish, walking in love and sharing his love with others. I no longer call you servants, this is John 15, 15, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything 
that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, Jesus speaking to us, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command that you love one another. John 15, 15 through 17, what powerful scripture we find there. If we do what he commands, if we just love one another with that deep, passionate love that forgives our sins, that forgave our sins, that love Jesus can love others in such a way. We find these words in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For those that do not know Jesus, that do not understand his plan for his life, that just want religion or just want something that makes him feel better, it's foolishness. It does not make sense that we would sacrifice our own self-will, that we would give up our agenda, that we would desire God's way instead of the American dream that we would want God's will to be accomplished in us. It's foolishness to those that don't know him, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God to obey Jesus and what he is saying and speaking to us. Second John 6 through 11. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus are coming in the flesh. They have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. If you understand the background, the deceivers at this time, Christians were going out and sharing the truth of Jesus, the message of Jesus, the eyewitness accounts that they had heard stories of, they were going around and sharing. And the custom was churches, Christian people, would allow them into their house to share that message and to uh, feed them and to take care of them. It's much like an evangelist or a missionary that came to your town that you would just care for. But there were deceivers. There's nothing new about deception. There's nothing new in our time about those that were trying to trick people or take advantage of people or trying to gain money or something from people. And this is where John is uh, just uh, telling them, be aware that there are deceivers that are, uh, that are not acknowledging Jesus, trying to come into Christian homes to tell you of a different way so that they can get their needs met. It's the ultimate scam. It's when, when people turn away from the church because they had a pastor that said, I heard from God and he said to do this. And it does not matter if it's contrary to scripture. It does not matter if you feel like you heard from God as well through scripture. I am telling you to follow what I'm saying. These are the deceivers that are still with us and that uh, that strategy that John is telling us to test the spirits is still for us to say, whoa, we need to see what is being said and is that is true. What are we allowing into our house, into our minds, into our hearts? Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. 
This is John saying this to us. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. We must listen to his uh, concern. We must stop and heed his advice. John in 2 John 6 through 11. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them in. Do not listen to their podcast. Do not watch their sermon. Do not take their advice. We need to listen to what Jesus is saying to us. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. We need to test the spirits, as John told us earlier in 1 John 4. He said, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every person that professes to be a Christian that tells you a good thing, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. In this day of Advent, we need to test the spirits. In this time of being a Christian, we need to listen to what the Bible says because there are those that would say, well, that was just the context of the day. It does not apply to us now, but we need to test the spirits based on the word of God to understand what Jesus is saying to us, or we too will be deceived. We too will say, well, that was sin then, but it's not sin now. That was wrong then, but that's not wrong now. We begin to justify our actions actions. And I still remember a life group on a Wednesday night when we could meet in person, Colleen Carrier said, when I begin to justify my actions, I know I need to take pause because it might just be me and not the truth of Jesus. When we begin to justify doing what we want to do, we need to test the spirits to know that we are following what Jesus is commanding us to be a part of. I know we've gone a little bit long. We're about to wrap up. And so we finish or next to finish with this verse, 2 John 12. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete, that our joy may be complete. This is us right now, Living Hope Wesleyan Church in 2020, longing, some of us, to meet face-to-face, some of us wanting to talk and see the brightness of each other's eyes. We want to be able to hear the tone of your voice. We want to interact with one another, and we feel that will make our joy complete. But isn't this Advent? Isn't this what we celebrate the anticipation and expectation of and for Emmanuel, God, with us? Isn't this the reality of everything that we hoped for, everything that we wanted, everything that we claim to have? We can now experience the peace of Jesus because he is with us. The Holy Spirit, even though we long and we want to meet face to face and we think it's going to give us greater joy, we don't have to have greater joy given to us from people, but we can have the greatest joy because we have the peace and presence of the Holy Spirit with us right now, revealed through his word. It's a difficult time. But that anticipation and expectation that they longed for, that they wanted so bad, that they just desired so much, was not given through others. 
but was simply displayed by the person of Jesus, given to us as wonderful counselor, mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the Holy Spirit. We have this peace. And when it says, so that our joy may be complete, we have this peace of God right now with us. He is with us, and we can rest in knowing that he is for us. So why does 2 John conclude with, with this verse, 2 John 13, the children of your sister who is chosen by God send their greetings? Why do you think Jesus is saying through John to write these words, the children of your sister who is chosen by God send their greetings? Who is this sister? Well, remember John the Elder, John, the one with authority, wrote to the lady, to the church, the bride of Christ saying that the sister, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You are the body of Christ. We are Living Hope Wesleyan Church, but where you are, you make up part of the body of Christ. Where you are listening, where you are watching, where you are sharing with others, we are the body of Christ. And Second John 12, that we want our joy to be complete. He is saying that the chosen sister, the body of Christ, is saying, you are not alone. We send our greetings. So maybe we can send our greetings to one another during this Advent season by saying that I am praying for you. Bethany and I have received a few handwritten cards that have brought great encouragement to know that there are those thinking of us, praying for us, receiving text messages and different phone calls and various gifts that would just say that we are thinking of you and praying for you during this time. It brings great joy to us for us to know that we are the body of Christ for you to know that you are not alone, even though you feel alone in that place where you are listening or watching us, know that Jesus is already there. And we can call on his name and his spirit and his power. We can open his word and realize that he is with us and we can celebrate the peace of God the second week of Advent. We do not have to be discouraged or depressed or distant or disappointed, but we can have our joy complete in knowing that God loves us and that he is for us. Advent, Christmas, the return of Jesus, we celebrate knowing that he has already come once. And Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. His Holy Spirit is here guiding us right now. We anticipate the miracles that he is doing right now in this moment that we can celebrate with him. Maybe all it is is our sacrifice and offering is for him, not for others. It is for him first, for Jesus. What if we just desire to be with Jesus 
first and then to share his peace with others. I don't know. I've gone long. I thank you for staying with me and staying open to the word of God and just test the spirits. Test by looking at God's word and saying, God, what do you want me to do with the truth of scripture revealed by your presence? And let us be the church that reaches out as the body of Christ and shows his love to others. Jesus, we thank you so much that you are for us. We thank you, God, because you care about us and those that are in isolation, that those that are dealing with, whether it's mental illness or just weighing down of our mental capacity, our heart is heavy, our fears are becoming to be, um, to grow, to uh, have light shown on them. May we just declare that we focus on you, that we desire you more than anything, that we want to obey your commands, that we would walk in love, your love, that sacrificed yourself so that we might have abundant life. We give you praise, Jesus, and we say thank you. Amen. Let it be done. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.